0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Hacking the planet. It's not a proposal. It's an ongoing, lethal reality. Keep that theme in mind. California snowpocalypse, there are roofs collapsing everywhere. Thousands of Californians are running low on food and water as California Governor Newsom declares state of emergency in 13 counties after historic winter storms dump seven feet of snow or more. That headline was from the UK Daily Mail. From that report, Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency amid the winter storm. Some residents, the report says, in San Bernardino County, that's my home turf where I grew up at the foot of the San Gabriel Mountains, have been trapped in their homes. The National Guard has been deployed to clear the roads and transport food. Governor Newsom is good at declaring states of emergency, but completely fails when it comes to telling the truth about the many forms of weather warfare that are being waged against the increasingly battered state of California. California. Currently, winter weather warfare is the climate intervention application being utilized. A reminder that I personally presented data to Governor Newsom and his top aide in Newsom's office at the Capitol that conclusively confirmed weather warfare was being waged on the state of California. Completely manipulated and enhanced record droughts, record flooding, record wildfires, and now record amounts of chemically nucleated frozen material that will only further contaminate our soils and our waters with a reduced amount of actual runoff. This is due to the propensity of this chemically nucleated frozen material to sublimate like a lesser form of dry ice. Again, the term is sublimation, less runoff from a chemically nucleated element. Just over a week ago, on the night of Thursday, February 23rd, my remote location in the forest on the east side of Lake Shasta in Northern California was scheduled to get one to three inches of chemically frozen material. By the next morning, Friday the 24th, 30 inches had fallen, and throughout the night, the constant sound of geoengineering jets could be heard overhead in my remote location. A normally quiet wilderness region, not the end of an international airport runway. This constant parade of jet aircraft doesn't belong there, but they are always there during one of these engineered winter weather events. What will it take to wake the public up to what's being done above their heads? Much more on the engineered snowmageddon scenario in California. In a moment, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Moving on, more puzzle pieces from CNBC this week. The world is on track to overshoot 1.5 degrees of warming, so it's time to study reflecting the sun away from the earth, the UN says. No not on track to overshoot 1.5 degrees C. Already well past 3.5 C based on uncensored frontline data. High temperatures are being radically underreported and masked by the exact type of engineered cool down scenario I just alluded to. Again, more on that in a moment. The new report from CNBC states this, the speculative group of technologies that involves reflecting sunlight away from the earth and back towards space, often called solar radiation modification, or more broadly, solar geoengineering, should not be used, the report says, at this moment. But they should study it more rigorously. And that statement came from the United Nations. Time to study reflecting the sun away from the earth as if climate intervention operations haven't been already deployed, ongoing, and expanding for over 75 years. Again, I ask this question. What's more alarming, the blatant official denial of what can so easily be seen in our skies on a daily basis, or the public's propensity to blindly accept the official lies? The awakened aware find themselves between the hammer and the anvil, the criminally insane controllers and the willfully blind populations. Though finally, the scale is beginning to tip in the right direction. From the UK Daily Mail, mysterious white dust that fell from the sky overnight in Maryland and West Virginia is identified as pollen, they say, after sparking conspiracy theories among worried locals. So consider. That it only takes one power structure paid liar to completely dismiss anything nefarious that occurs. In this case, strange dust falling from the sky covering vehicles and everything else. And as is the case with so many other scenarios, the public is told, just go back to sleep. Nothing to worry about. Question, does anyone remember what the power structure paid expert liars stated about the anomalous weather radar images over California in 2019. I covered it on this broadcast. Here's a reminder from NPR. Quote, Ladybug swarm shows up on National Weather Service radar. Meteorologists in Southern California were puzzled by the big green blob on their radar. It looked like a rainstorm, the report says, on what was a clear day. Then they discovered it was just ladybugs. That's the end of the excerpt from this NPR report. But I recorded the weather radar anomaly in question. It covered literally thousands of square miles over populated regions in Southern California. Just ladybugs? Enough to blot out the sky for thousands of square miles? And that's what the experts told us? We live in a planetary asylum. More on that theme from CNN, also from 2019. This reminder, weather radar picks up swarming dragonflies in three states. So many dragonflies that we're told by official sources that the insects covered the skies in three states. And yet those that point out the blatantly obvious and undeniable geoengineering jet aircraft painting our once blue skies, covering more than tens of thousands of square miles, covering literally half the country in many cases, with a toxic, filthy haze, are officially called conspiracy theorists. Jet aircraft that time-lapse film footage proves are the source of this toxic, filthy canopy that we're told is just, quote, condensation. And yet lab test after lab test, literally many hundreds proving that climate engineering elements are falling from the sky and geoengineering watch testing in a National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration flying lab at altitude at over six figures' expense, proving that what these jet aircraft are emitting are nanoparticles of highly toxic elements like aluminum. And yet, again, the official denial continues. And anybody who questions the official narrative is a, quote, conspiracy theorist. On that theme, this next headline from this week. Conspiracy theories about geoengineering are harming research, scientists claim. That new headline is from the UK Independent. What's it really mean? The sleeping masses are finally beginning to awaken to the weather warfare being waged against them, and not a moment too soon. The UK Independent based their report on an extensive, just-published, so-called science study titled Conspiracy Spillovers in Geoengineering. Look it up. See it firsthand. The degree to which the predator class bought and paid for scientist liars are going to in the attempt to deny the ongoing climate engineering reality... Is truly shocking. The reality of climate engineering is a fact that anyone that isn't deaf, dumb, and blind should be able to recognize in our skies, though perplexingly so many just can't fit the shocking visible ongoing weather warfare operations into their perception of reality. So many exist in the consensus reality of their peers. Consensus reality refers to the agreed-upon concepts of reality, which people in the world or culture or group believe are real or treat as real or, in some cases, are not real, such as the case of climate engineering operations. The group consensus is usually based upon their common experiences as they believe them to be. Anyone who doesn't agree with the group consensus is sometimes stated to be, in effect, living in a different world, but who's actually living in the alternate reality? Is it those who have the courage to look up and acknowledge what they see and to try to sound the alarm, or those that have eyes that don't see and which don't look up, those who refuse to admit to reality? Moving on from Time Magazine, this recent report, Why Billionaires Are Obsessed with Blocking Out the Sun. At the top of the billionaire club, for the record, are those that print the money, those that control the central bankers, those that control the matrix and thus the military machines, most especially including the U.S. military juggernaut of destruction. And for the record, geoengineering, a.k.a. climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, includes so much more than just blocking out the sun. It includes cutting off the flow of rain anywhere they want for as long as they want. It includes establishing the conditions for unprecedented wildfires, record deluges, and engineered winter weather warfare. From the Washington Post this week, a climate solution that could trigger war. From that report, solar geoengineering holds promise for reducing global temperatures, but Absent international agreements, it could also spark conflict. Let's consider this statement from the Washington Post. A promise for reducing global temperatures. That's what the report stated. And yes, that's true. Temporary and toxic temperature reductions, especially in the case of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations, a.k.a. winter weather warfare. But at what overall cost to the planet do these chemical cool-downs come? The decimation of Earth's remaining life support systems, including the ozone layer on which all our lives depend, and all these systems that are being broken down, connected to climate engineering operations, on top of the other forms of anthropogenic damage to the planet, all of it adding up to a worsened overall warming of the planet. And when ecosystems fail, so do food supplies. Even faster, when climate engineering operations are systematically decimating agricultural regions too consistently to be just a consequence, an unintended consequence, we can only assume at this point that it is part of the agenda and the objective to target agricultural regions. And when the food shells empty out, conflict is inevitable. And not just about food, it's also about energy and waning natural resources, the kind that dying empires are desperate for. How desperate are they? This week from Yahoo News and other sources, USA transfers, quote, Judgment Day aircraft to Europe. The E-6B Mercury is the American military strategic control and communications aircraft, as well as a command point for the U.S. Navy. It's also called the Judgment Day aircraft. It's used for communication with nuclear submarines of strategic purpose that serve as intercontinental ballistic missile carriers. To those that still believe that the controllers won't play the nuclear card for many reasons, think again. They're out of options on many fronts. Biosphere collapses beat them to the intersection. Now there's nothing they won't do to maintain their control till the brutal bitter end. From businessinsider.com. To survive nuclear apocalypse, you may have to eat nothing but mushrooms, rats, and insects. that headline from this week let's stop there to correct the record a nuclear apocalypse piled on top of the already mortal damage done to our planet would ensure planetary omnicide near-term omnicide the end of the road game over all the Hollywood sci-fi films that depict fully functional habitats with life after nuclear apocalypse on an already badly damaged planet are total fantasy the cascading collapse of the planet's life support systems is already in an advanced state. Climate engineering, aka weather warfare, is radically accelerating the process. Any nuclear weapons exchange would be the final nail in our collective coffins. So, about the winter weather warfare Snowmageddon. Let's start with this from CBS News this week. Rescue efforts underway for snowed in California residents trapped in their homes. Question. What would the winter weather warfare victims do if they were fully awakened to the ongoing climate engineering atrocities and how it's affected them? We must reach a critical mass of awareness while it can still make a difference. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific instructions on how you can help to move this fight forward. I'll get to a long list of breaking bad news headlines in a moment, but first, please forgive me if I rant just a bit. For the record, GeoengineeringWatch.org has repeatedly tested the chemically nucleated frozen material in the past. Every single sample has been packed with chemical ice nucleating elements that are named in climate engineering patents. I'm always outside while the engineered winter weather events are actually being conducted. I do my best, sometimes all night long, To beat the toxic frozen mess from tree limbs in the attempt to save at least a few of the smaller trees near my mountaintop off-grid home. I also erect sheltered bird feeders so that my feathered friends don't starve to death during the span of the engineered winter weather warfare insanity. How do the rest of the remaining forest inhabitants survive such an unnatural and super cold-to-the-touch bombardment of chemically frozen material? Answer, many aren't surviving. They're dying, starving, and freezing to death. And during such long, cold, and arduous nights, what do I hear in the dark skies above? A constant parade of jet aircraft, one after another after another. The sound never dies. I live in a normally quiet and remote location, as I stated earlier. There's no commercial flight paths, and yet during the engineered winter weather mayhem, in the middle of the night, it sounds like... I'm living at the end of a massive airport runway. Total insanity. All of it. And the only other sound I hear during such long nights of chemically induced freezing temperatures is the sound of already weakened trees toppling over in the increasingly decimated forest around my mountaintop home. All of it fills me with a tempered rage. Over and over, I resolve myself to never, ever give up in this battle to never yield until the weather warfare insanity is fully exposed along with all those that have participated in it including the matrix media cast of paid liars like the climate engineering cover-up actors at the weather channel and other sources that have done their best to help hide the geoengineering insanity for so long they are accomplices in this criminal climate engineering onslaught and once the weather makers have Concentrated on cooling down a region, as has been the case in the western U.S., they work overtime in the attempt to keep the cold going for as long as possible, painting the skies with their sprayed aerosol filth to further block out the sun whenever the clouds break for any extended period. Several weeks ago, the controllers completely altered the scheduled weather script. The Snowmageddon scenario wasn't formally scheduled for the U.S. West. What changed? Which central banking money printing predator parasite made the decision to wreak even more havoc on the already droughted out, incinerated, and completely contaminated with climate engineering fallout western U.S.? And oh how well the engineered winter weather works for the climate engineers and the controllers to confuse and divide populations in regard to the true severity of unfolding planetary meltdown. How quickly... The vast majority gulp down the manufactured winter weather as being an act of nature when it's anything but. And how quickly they forget the last 16 years of engineered drought and engineered wildfires. And I'm not referring to the source of ignition, that could be an endless list of causes. I'm referring to what has established the conditions that has facilitated these record incinerations see the engineering drought and engineering wildfire sections on the top of the geoengineering watch homepage here's an update on the Lake Shasta water level again Lake Shasta in my backyard bordering the habitat preserve which I manage the largest reservoir in California is just over half full at 60% and Lake Trinity another crucial reservoir in this region Is a whopping 35 percent full aka two-thirds empty also for the record Lake Shasta alone is 10 to 15 times larger than the heavily hyped full reservoirs further south in the state where the early year rain apocalypse was focused where all the photos were taken while that massive amount of rain did not fall throughout the entire state still under drought in much of the state, most of the state. You can't erase, for example, where I live, 500 inches of rain that we didn't get over the last 16 years. The forests are deteriorating by the day and they are not coming back, not in the way they were, if at all. The fir trees, the prominent tree in the western forest are dying everywhere. No trees, no people. The droughted out, contaminated and dying forests of the west will soon face more incinerations. Part of the plan. Search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda to learn what very few are willing to face. Question, why is Geoengineering Watch the only source that's calling out the Matrix media sensationalized winter weather events for what they are? Completely engineered and completely toxic. It's imperative to remember and consider that there can be no legitimate discussion or reporting on climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging and accounting for the climate engineering weather warfare elephant in the equation. And further, there can be no legitimate discussion of climate engineering without including the engineered winter weather chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations. What will the controllers do? as populations finally begin to wake up to what's been done to them from the skies above, along with other warp speed agendas. Will instigating global conflict be the next desperate action of the global controllers? We are hurling down that path. Taken as a whole, the human race is clinically insane. Not just the criminally insane controllers, but so many in the ranks of the masses that refuse to face reality. No matter how glaringly obvious that reality is. With the last remaining resources on a rapidly dying planet, weapons of war are being manufactured and utilized to supercharge the already likely terminal decimation of the planet. And the majority in First World Nations continue to go about their lives caught up in political theater, bread and circus show trials, fighter jet balloon popping parties, sports games, material acquisitions, and their dream vacations on ocean-fouling cruise ships. And for those that still blindly believe that the soon-to-collapse stock market Ponzi scheme will keep their pursuit of personal pleasures party going forever, good luck with that and yes i realize many in third world countries are just trying to survive another day and increasingly the same is true for the lower classes in the u.s but facing and acknowledging the truth doesn't cost anything it doesn't take anything but the courage to stand against the gathering darkness the courage to see and tell the truth no matter how dire that truth is and that as i've stated so many times is the hallmark of a healthy mind and spirit. Our will can never be taken. It can only be surrendered. Bouncing back to the Snowmageddon component of climate engineering that unfortunately no one but geoengineeringwatch.org is trying to sound the alarm about, let's do some history. These are just a few examples. There are many, many more. This General Electric article that is from ge.com news reports. In 1946, the report states history was made when a small plane in upstate New York set off the world's first artificial snowfall with a bag of dry ice. The experiment director became known as, quote, the snowman. Another report, artificial snowfall from mountain clouds, a science study from 1954. Another Report headline, Man-Made Weather Patterns in the Great Lakes Basin, 1972. This is an excerpt from a government document. It states, quote, For the past five years, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has studied the weather modification potential of the Great Lakes region. Numerous observations of artificial rain and snowfall have been made in the Buffalo region of Lake Erie. Through systematic cloud seeding activities, substantial amounts of precipitation could be added to Lake Michigan during wintertime. The report continues. During years of high lake level, atmospheric water can be exported to other neighboring watersheds or artificial snowfall, again, this report from 1972, can be targeted over skiing areas or cloud dissipating can be accomplished for the improvement of climate. They are saying, in this report from 1972, that they can make or break weather scenarios, including inducing snowfall, artificial snowfall, where they choose, including dissipating clouds, i.e. eliminating precipitation, where they choose. 1972, and let's not forget, 10 years earlier than that, beginning of every post of this broadcast at geoengineeringwatch.org, a film clip of Former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson stating on film on the record in 1962 that we had the power to control the world's cloud layer then, and he who controls the weather controls the world. As I've clarified many times, he who controls the weather controls food supplies, thus controls populations, thus controls the world. More examples. In this case, an example patent. Method for making artificial snow. It's from 1985. It's only one example of many. Patent number U.S. 474-2958A abstract from the patent a method of making artificial snow by mixing water with a water swellable polymer preferably polyacrylamide to approximately 50 to 70% of the maximum water retention capacity of the polymer question is it any wonder Polymer nanoparticulates are showing up all over the world, that every single drop of rain is contaminated? Should it be any surprise at all? More from Science Daily, 2004. Artificial snow creates winter all year round. From that report, artificial snow is far more versatile, the report says, than the traditional flakes and flurries, according to the January 19th issue of Chemical and Engineering News, the weekly news magazine published by the American Chemical Society, the world's largest scientific society. Yes, chemical snow is certainly more durable. It can be initiated at temperatures far above freezing and can then lower the surface temperatures to far below freezing. Chemical snow can remain for days at far above freezing temperatures. The list of benefits for the climate engineers goes on and on, but not so much for life on Earth. The toxic chemical so-called snow is wreaking havoc and contaminating all it touches. 2007 from the UK Guardian. China claims to have created first artificial snowfall. From that report, Chinese weather experts created the engineered winter event by seeding clouds over the Tibetan Plateau. And how many think that our government would never do that? Now, they would ask our permission first, right? Really. Next headline. Artificial snowstorm brings chaos to Beijing. That's from 2009. That was from ABC, by the way. Next headline from Reuters. Also from 2009, China's artificially induced snow closes 12 highways. Next from Popular Science, China's weather manipulation brings crippling snowstorm to Beijing, 2009. Next from ChinaDaily.com, weather is manipulated again for snow, 2009. Let's fast forward a few years. From 2018, from MotherJones.com, scientists are fighting climate change by making their own snow. Next reminder report, this one from 2019 from IOP Science. Case analysis of artificial snowfall enhancement by aircraft in Winter Olympic Games area. Again, that's from 2019. Next, from the Daily Mail, that's from the UK. This is also from 2019. Artificial snow could be used to stop the melting of the West Antarctic ice sheet, which threatens to flood the world's coastal cities, including New York, Tokyo, and Shanghai. Chemically nucleating the polar regions. For the record, the climate engineers have been actively operating over the polar regions for over 75 years, including sea surface chemical ice nucleation operations, which are visible from satellite imagery. Please search this report headline. What are the climate engineers doing in the Arctic? Astounding images and dead scientists. That's the entire headline from geoengineeringwatch.org. You'll be shocked at the images contained in that report. Let's keep going. This one from medium.com from 2020, conspiracy that snow was fake. Anyone who questions the official narrative and the strange material in various frozen forms that now falls from our skies, if you question that, you're just a conspiracy theorist. From ucar.edu, scientists demonstrate that cloud seeding can generate snowfall. That's from 2020 as well. Let's keep going. There, there are so many of these reports that so few are willing to examine. These are only a few examples. From Reuters.com again, this is from 2021. Fact check explaining, quote, fake Texas snow posts and scorched snow videos. The debunkers, the Matrix Media paid minion liars, are always called out. To try to marginalize anyone who dares question the weather warfare scenarios that are being waged all over the globe. More headlines. This one from the economist.com. How is artificial snow made? Question mark. They elaborate in the report. Next report from CNN. Scientists in the U.S. are flying planes into clouds to make it snow more. That was March 2022. All of this is only a small fraction of the available data to confirm the engineered winter weather component of climate engineering. Control the weather, control food supplies, control populations. Next report, more official denial on the same theme. Deflecting sun's rays to cool, overheating Earth needs study, scientists say. Again, 75 years plus already ongoing the report states proposals to combat climate change by reflecting the sun's rays back into space via jet aircraft aerosol dispersions please look up the report says would cause widespread crop failure canceling out any perceived benefits to farming from the reduction in warming according to new research and that's not to mention again the highly toxic climate engineering fallout that's long since been contaminating the entire planet all our soils all our crops all our waters. next this a reminder of a former UK Guardian report reflecting the sun's rays would cause crops to fail scientists warn. reports says SRM solar radiation management is rather like chemotherapy. It's not something one would wish on a healthy planet. the earth is sick states the Guardian report and it is likely that any cure such as solar radiation management will have unpleasant side effects. Unpleasant side effects, here's the correct terminology, omnicidal side effects. Another report, more than 60 U.S. scientists, including James Hansen, renowned former NASA climate researcher, signed an open letter calling for more on climate engineering research. Again, the top so-called experts pretending that it isn't ongoing for 75 years plus already. The report says, research shows geoengineering method intended to combat climate change would have adverse effect on agriculture. What a gross understatement that is. There are so many layers to this. The term adverse effects doesn't even scratch the surface. Record droughts, record deluges, flash freeze events, off the chart UV radiation, contaminated soils and waters, altering atmospheric chemistry. All of this is crushing agricultural production around the world. All of it directly linked to climate engineering, not as an only cause, but as a core causal factor that's bigger and more destructive than any other single piece of the puzzle. Exposing and halting the climate engineering insanity is the great imperative. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 395, March 4th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 21 AM and FM stations throughout the country. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. If you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail-outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming, or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube. Please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that are still not looking up, Geoengineering Watch awareness-raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal, to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high-quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture is worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. We now have Geoengineering Watch hoodies to go with our new Geoengineering Watch shirts, both with very high-quality four-color images on both sides. The images of a military jet tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering, Investigate, and below that, geoengineeringwatch.org, so a credible source of data can be found by those who inquire. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught, as I stated before, is the great imperative. If we can expose it, we can stop it. From the inside out, as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. It's not patriotic just to sign up and do whatever the empire tells you to do. What's patriotic is to remember your oath to protect your countrymen from all threats, foreign and domestic. That includes the money printers that actually control the U.S. government. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geoengineering Watch t shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street downtown, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all important battle to sound the alarm. Final note, if you know any radio station that might be interested in airing the non-political commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, have them contact us at geodrinkwatch.org. We'll take it from there. This battle is a team effort. If we can awaken the masses, we could yet alter the equation. My deepest gratitude to all those who are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for more input on how you can make your voice heard in this fight. Moving on, California is the fifth largest economy in the world as well as a major food producer, or at least it was. The controllers are currently carrying out many agendas and objectives on this state, currently manipulating the onslaught of ice nucleation enhanced frozen material that doesn't deserve to be called snow. Frozen material that's laden with toxic climate engineering elements including surfactants which make this so-called snow incredibly slick and thus difficult to navigate. Driving in the chemically ice-nucleated material is nearly impossible, even with a minimal amount on a roadway. My 30-year-old, but still capable, four-wheel-drive Dodge diesel has been completely stuck for days on the road up my mountain. Even though I plowed the road before trying to make it home, soap-soaked snow is what this material amounts to. Not to mention the aluminum, barium, strontium, polymer fibers, graphene, and who knows what else that's in the mix. Don't eat the snow, and I don't say that lightly. And the composition of this material can vary, again, widely. This last batch, where we got 30 inches instead of two inches that was scheduled, was very different composition, not the cement snow that we're used to, there's cement frozen material. This was much lighter and fluffier but still incredibly cold to the touch, and still with many other anomalous characteristics. They're altering the mix. We can't know at any given point in time what might be in that mix, and certainly the experiment, the ongoing experiment, is always in a state of flux because there's no one to stop them from doing anything they want in our skies, including detonating hydrogen bombs in the magnetosphere, which they did decades ago, with no idea what the end result would be, and we're still dealing with the repercussions from that today. They will never stop. We're not dealing with sanity. The weather makers continue to schedule cool downs in the U.S. The recent and still ongoing winter weather warfare in the western U.S. is scheduled to be extended and to be expanded into the east in the next seven to 10 days. So-called winter storm quest at the moment which followed winter storm Piper All part of the sensationalization of manufactured winter weather events. Events that can be carried out in spite of the recent temperatures in parts of the eastern U.S. that reached 90 degrees. Parts of Texas also hit 90 degrees early in the week prior to Winter Storm Quest that not only brought snow to Texas, but also to Baja California and the Mexico mainland. Again, after temperatures of 90 degrees in Texas and the eastern US. How's that possible? Climate engineering is how. Chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations is how. A core component of climate intervention operations, AKA engineering winter. In the case of the eastern US, as has been the case for many seasons now, the engineered winter storms are manufactured with moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico, or the record warm Atlantic. So-called winter storms that now have a warm side and a cold side, with an ice storm zone in the boundary between the two, a zone where the chemically seeded moisture reaches the surface before setting up and solidifying. And there are these anomalies to consider. Snow, or rather a form of frozen chemically nucleated material comes in many compositions that now commonly falls at 40 degrees or more And rain, that can occur with temperatures as low as the high 20s. And here's the question. How is it that the so-called weather forecasters are able to predict or know far ahead of time which of these aforementioned weather anomalies will occur and for how long? How can the six-week long-term forecast be completely changed from day to day? Is this, in fact, the scheduled weather? Artificially nucleated frozen material... Again, has many new and different forms, from cotton ball-sized frozen so-called snowflakes to styrofoam-like frozen pellets to semi-frozen slush or sleet-like material. Question, does this artificially nucleated material produce as much liquid runoff as naturally nucleated snow? As already stated in this broadcast, the answer is no. Are the plethora of toxic climate injuring elements that now contaminate all snow and rain everywhere on the planet actually helping to rejuvenate rapidly dying forests? Again, the answer is no. It's killing soil microbiome. Tree root systems sense this toxin, especially in the case of aluminum. They shut down nutrient uptake. They begin to die a slow, protracted death, and the beetles then take over. The beetles are a symptom, not the core causal factor. During the engineered winter weather mayhem in the U.S. West, the jet stream was flowing straight south from as far north as northern Alaska. This is wrong. Due to the Coriolis effect of the planet, a.k.a. the spin of the Earth, the general jet stream direction is from east to west, not north to south. Again, ionosphere heater installations like HARP, as an example, in Alaska, can and are manipulating atmospheric pressure zones and thus upper-level wind current patterns, which in turn manipulates the flow of atmospheric moisture, a.k.a atmospheric rivers known as ARs. And though many will try to convince themselves that such extreme technologies don't exist, such a conclusion is patently false. Please do some honest research on ionosphere heaters and what they can do. You won't like what you learn. The following bottom line should always be kept in mind. We can't know the totality of the interference in the planet's life support systems. Thus, we can't know the full degree of the planet's ability to respond to the damage already done, unless or until the climate engineering weather warfare assault is brought to a complete and total halt, including all the associated frequency transmissions from installations like HARP, NEXRAD, SBX radar, that's C-based, X-band radar, and more. And how do so-called weather forecasters know, often, again, many days in advance, that specific days will be what they now call mostly sunny? And on those days, there's only jet aircraft sprayed filth in our skies, often with not a single natural cloud to be found. They know because they're reading a script, literally, the scheduled weather straight from Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, the private defense contractors that are neck deep in climate intervention operations, both companies produce the so-called forecast for the nation's weather personnel, National Weather Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, both agencies with an illegal federal gag order on them. Moving on from multiple sources, this headline from this week, breathing is going to get tougher as hotter temperatures mean more air pollution. New study states, the lead author of the study stated, quote, we're not looking at human emissions of air pollution because we can change what we emit." He then says, we can switch to electric cars. Should either of those two statements from this so-called science study be any surprise? Of course they're not considering human forms of atmospheric aerosol pollution, especially not the geoengineering jet aircraft that are spewing out tens of millions of tons annually, not even considered. Tens of millions of tons into our skies of highly toxic climate engineering nanoparticles, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, surfactants, polymer fibers, graphene, and more. And none of this even considered as a respiratory issue. Doesn't count. Nothing to see here. Move on. And then there's the, we can just switch to electric car statement of total lunacy. Electric cars and all the resources it takes to make them. Highly toxic batteries filled with rare earth elements that are being strip mined, in many cases by child laborers in third world countries. And how are those temporary and toxic electric car batteries being charged? All too often, coal burning power plants or even diesel generators at some charging stations. Does this mean we should just keep burning carbon fuel in our motorhomes till nothing's left? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that the entire paradigm of military-industrial society is fatally flawed. All of it a near-term recipe for certain self-annihilation. It's already unfolding and accelerating. On that note from BBC, this headline from this week is Air Pollution Causing Us to Lose Our Sense of Smell. That report states, exposure to PM2.5, that's 2.5 microns, the collective name for small airborne pollution particles largely from the combustion of fuels, the report says, in vehicles, power stations, and our homes, has previously been linked with olfactory dysfunction. They continue, new research is now starting to reveal the true scale and the potential damage caused by the pollution we breathe every day. The findings have relevance for us all. That's certainly true. On the underside of our brains, the report states, just above our nasal cavities lies the olfactory bulb. This sensitive bit of tissue bristles with nerve endings and is essential for the enormously varied picture of the world we get from our sense of smell. It's also our first line of defense against viruses and pollutants entering the brain. But with repeated exposure, these defenses get worn down or are breached altogether. In 2016, a team of British researchers found tiny metal particles, aka nanoparticles, in the human brain tissue that appears to have passed through the olfactory bulb. The BBC report then states, modern combustion methods can create nanoparticles so fine that they are small enough to directly enter our bloodstream and brain tissue. For the record, climate engineering patents specifically call for nanoparticles to be used, nanoparticles of numerous highly toxic elements, elements, again, that are highly toxic in and of themselves. And when combined, the toxicity can increase exponentially, as much as 10,000% worse. That's 100 times worse. It's called synergistic toxicity. How lethal is the brew of particles that are raining down through our air column and no official source acknowledging the tens of millions of tons of climate engineering elements that are being dumped into our skies annually. And that figure comes from the extrapolated data from lab tests that were taken in a single U.S. state and then extrapolated over the entire planet. It's certainly a very calculated estimation. Tens of millions of tons annually. The ubiquitous contamination of the entire planet. Climate intervention operations are a core part of this equation. More recent headlines on environmental forever contamination and collapse. East Palestine train derailment has killed at least 43,000 animals and counting. That's from gizmodo.com. From msn.com last week, Texas and Michigan officials say they didn't know water and soil from Ohio train wreck would be transported into their jurisdictions. This is the mentality of the matrix money printers. The solution to pollution is dilution, and the more they spread it around, the more havoc it wreaks, and perhaps that's the real agenda, the real objective. Next are multiple sources. Study reveals frightening cause behind mass deaths among crabs and sea creatures. The report says before the end of the century, we are expected to see a rise in marine heat waves, and it may have serious effects on some ocean dwellers. Think of the absurdity of this statement. By the end of the century, we're there now. We're past there. We have ocean temperatures in some regions of the Arctic that are 25 degrees Fahrenheit above normal. That is incomprehensible again, when one considers that a cubic meter of seawater can contain 4,000 times the thermal energy of a cubic meter of air. Reefs are bleaching out all over the world. We have kelp forests. They're pretending at the end of the century we may have some problems. The oceans are all but dead now. Kelp forests, which are a much bigger ecosystem than reefs or were, are 95% dead along the west coast of the U.S., along the southern coast of Australia, which is a massive ecosystem, much bigger than the Barrier Reef, and we have these sources pretending that we could, may, might have a problem by the end of the century, no one will be here by mid-century, or by 2040, or likely even by 2030 on the current course. And that is not even including the likelihood of a nuclear exchange, which will radically speed up the clock further. We don't even need that. If we keep going on the current military industrial complex trajectory of total insanity, If we remain on the current course, very few, if any, will make even the end of this decade. And that's not speculation. Again, it's a statistical trajectory. And no matter how bitter that pill is to swallow, it's not just speculation. That's the course we are on. Next headline, multiple sources. Shortage of produce in the UK. Just the beginning many more empty store shelves coming. From iflscience.com, a giant destructive blob is heading for Florida and it stinks. That report says 2022 was a record-breaking year for the sargasm seaweed that's dying and floating to the surface. And 2023 may be an even bigger year. This is Canfield Ocean. I've been over this many times. It's unfolding. The planet's life support systems are failing. Life on Earth is now on the balance. From arstechnica.com, the U.S. plan to become... The world's clean tech superpower. That's total facade. The Biden revolution industrial policy is a gamble with geopolitical ramifications, this report states. It's total feel-good fantasy to pacify populations until the moment of impact. Moving on, next headline. While everyone in the U.S. is looking at the sensationalized cold, cold, cold headlines, What's going on in the rest of the world? From the Times of India, this. After hottest ever February, get ready for the big heat wave. Getting worse. This is happening every year in India now. Crushing crops there as well. India Meteorological Department, the IMD, has predicted heat waves between March and May across central and northern states. The region producing India's bulk of wheat. Crushing crops everywhere around the globe. Collapse isn't just coming. It's here. On that theme from numerous sources this week, sea ice collapse at both poles is coming sooner than expected, over and over and over. They're having now to admit to what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated at the top of our voice on the record for a decade and a half. It's far worse than anything we've been told, and now they can't hide it, so they're starting to admit to it. From that report, the new study has shown that an irreversible loss of the West Antarctic and Greenland ice sheets could be imminent. No, not could, not may, not might. Is Next, this. From the Australian National Science Agency, stronger El Nino could cause irreversible melting of Antarctica. Again, it's a given. New from the UK Guardian and other sources. Ecosystem collapse inevitable unless wildlife losses are reversed. From that report, this excerpt, we are currently losing species at a faster rate than In any of Earth's past extinction events, I've stated that over and over and over for a decade and a half at geoengineeringwatch.org. They're finally admitting to it because they can't hide it anymore. Another from the UK Guardian. The American climate migration has already begun. The report says last year, 3 million Americans were displaced in the US and millions more will follow. And neither they nor the government or the housing market are ready for climate chaos, aka climate collapse. So will the geoengineers save us from ourselves at the last hour? Next headline, this week, multiple sources, global experts urge increased research into geoengineering, a Hail Mary pass for climate change. That report states, geoengineering is the, in case of emergency, break glass response to climate change. It means taking action to alter the atmosphere to reflect the sun's radiation and temporarily slow global warming. The report says the controversial idea has largely been seen as a last resort, given concerns that a geoengineering intervention could go wrong and could have unintended negative impacts. Really? Could go wrong? Could have unintended negative impacts? Too late. Industrialized, militarized societies and over 75 years of climate disruption operations have already triggered a cascading collapse scenario. How long do we have if the human race remains on the current course? Though the day or the hour can't be known, the general answer is not long. Short of a complete course correction, the end of this decade would be overly optimistic. So, what is certain? This, that what is in our power, in our control... Is that we, each of us, have the personal power to exercise our will honorably, virtuously, i.e. to do what's right because it's right. Not because we're guaranteed a happy ending, but because we accept we're here for a reason. The Creator knows where we're supposed to be and when we're supposed to be there. So that we can each play our individual part in the epic effort to fully expose the cancer of insanity that's taken control, that by our collective efforts, we may have a chance of turning the tide, and if we can do so, that some may make it through what's coming. This is our part in the play, and worth fighting for with every fiber of our being until our last breath, never yielding to the unfolding darkness, standing against the gathering storm no matter what. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the first and most important leap forward in this fight. Sharing credible data from a credible source is key. Please check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help. Please, make your voice heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Make every day count. Time is not on our side. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.